Good morning. We are live. Let's hope the bandwidth cooperate that we do not freeze up like we did yesterday. We had some technical difficulties and we, we really apologize for that. But sometimes things are out of your control and you got to triumph over that, right? Well, it is Triumph Tuesday. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, aka Naughty Boss, live from New England with you. Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. <laughs> ready and raring to go. Um, there are some little dabbles with the audio in the video and some breaks with uh, a yeah, we got a little yeah, with a freeze here and there. Um, so just bear with us. We have a lot to chat about. And as often as we get on, obviously it's Triumph Tuesday. Um, <coughs> sometimes uh, neither one of us knows what the other is going to say. I think that's part of the, that is part of the uh, charisma of what we do, don't you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. And um, sorry, I'm just having an issue with the comb in the back of my hair. It keeps sliding down. But I just want to fir first start off by saying... By the way, your hair is very royal looking, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm getting it done today. So to my little grandniece, Ray Ray... Um, Great auntie's not going to look like a zombie anymore. Oh, yes, those were her words. Auntie, you look like a zombie. What are you going <laughs> to do with your hair? So I took that to heart and now I'm finally doing something with my hair. But anyways, <coughs> since I currently have the mic, so to speak, um, I just want to start off by saying that last year, right around this time, I was reading a book called Don't Quick, and it was right before our dad um, started to decline in his health. But <laughs> what it really prepared me personally for was probably the journey ahead into the unknown, um, navigating different waters that we and tides and waves that we tend to cr come across in life <laughs> and I just want to I just want to say that I am extremely proud proud and overwhelmed actually with the emotion um, through all the hard work um, that my niece Tina my sister carol sue did in representing the future of my grandniece and grandnephew and to those in the charlton dudley massachusetts school district area all those parents retired teachers clergymen different people on different podcasts that have a connection not only to that area but a connection with children in general the future of our nation and um i'm feeling a little overwhelmed with emotion but um very proud very proud to uh read my sister's update on uh, this morning and i just wanted to share that with everyone well, well, thank you. And, you know, uh, you know, everyone, you know, it's it's an army of people, you know, there's not one person, you know, we're all interconnected, we're all locking arms, and it's not one person doing more, it's about getting the message out to more. You know, when, when you think about your children, and I think this is, I think the one common denominator that people are realizing is that there are 
as we talk about all the time, especially on Triumph Tuesday, there is little that we can control. We can't always control what's going on in our government. We can't always you know, control what's going on in our communities. But when you flip the switch, uh, to anyone that is an advocate of children, uh, that have children's best interest as heart, uh, best interest at heart. When you have, uh, you know, you tap into uh, faith. When you tap into uh, true teachers that do tremendous amounts of work and wealth towards the education of our children and then you have that fire that gut that that lion and lioness of a parent or a grandparent or anyone that wants children to be at the forefront because they're the futures they are they are the future leaders of our world they are the future generations that are going to implement change that are also going to have a lot of impact on those 40 50 60 and on up right now so when you look at k through 12 specifically those are the future generation that is going to impact adults today. And therefore, you want to make sure that they're round, well individuals. You want to make sure that they're living by the golden rule. You want to make sure that uh, any injustice is dealt with, but there's a time and a place, and there's also things that are age appropriate. And sadly, uh, indoctrination is nothing new. Critical race theory is nothing new. Uh, curriculum responsive learning teaching is not new. The thing now is it's a contemporary version. It is all blurred together. So you can have a teacher that with all good intentions was exactly teaching curricula curriculum responsive training and or learning and or theory back in the day, which meant a lot of people, well, what's the difference? That is when you introduce posters, pictures, you identify with a different diverse races that you have within your classroom and you made sure that they were all representative that they were all included that's always been done the difference between now taking that piece to it and adding what critical race is you have to uh, culture that's right i always say critical uh, curriculum it's actually cultural response teaching and the problem with it is it keeps changing so you have to remember all the terms so i want to again address it's cultural responsive teaching some will say cultural responsive learning cultural responsive theory they're all intertwined and in fact for those that are not updated on the latest term the largest teachers union nea has now coined it common history and they've removed all traces of crt uh, interjections of any kind away from their website. What does that tell you? Like, that's such a red flag. So now all of a sudden, okay, well, let's get away from the whole CRT acronym and because uh, there's too many labels that are associated with it. So let's now just call it common history. The deal is call it whatever you want. It's all still the same meaning. They all intertwine. And guess what? That isn't, even, that isn't the main event. That is not even the main event. All those are an umbrella of the of the top piece of that pyramid, which is transsectionality, which is got to be looked into and introduces a new form of sex education. And they've relabeled sex education to health education because the huge difference with that piece, which most families do not understand, sex education in most public schools, matter of fact, I believe all public schools, a parent can opt out. But with the term health education, they cannot. And 
there's been extremely, and I'm not going to go into the details, you, you can read it on website or I would suggest going to the Worcester district, school district websites. There's information out there on the very descriptive, illicit information that would be taught to five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds, all the way up to high school. Now, I'm not saying health education doesn't need to be addressed. Of course it does. Not everyone has a healthy home life where they have these open discussions. And you want to make sure that all, all students are representative of all different aspects of that. But it's age appropriate. And that's where the roar comes from the parents is that school systems are trying to fluff names, change the verbiage in such a way and actually deny what they're actually doing. So while yesterday uh, was a great uh, uh, representation, we need more people obviously involved, but they had a great crowd there yesterday. There were many, many speakers that were passionate. I would say that uh, it was probably a 90 percent were in, in favor of not going forward with this type of curriculum and or indoctrination because it's not really curriculum you know and i think that's the missing link that uh some of them like to point out as if we don't understand most parents understand the word curriculum this is not curriculum although that's how they're addressing it it's actually a way of teaching it's an ideology that is not factual based it is a theory and how they interject it into the core academics and i've already given examples of that uh, I believe last week, different like in a math room, uh, classroom setting. So I'm not going to go into all of that, but I uh, suggest that you get uh, educated on it. There have been some great articles. Uh, if you're in the Massachusetts area, and even if you're not in the Massachusetts area, uh, go follow Turtle Boy. Uh, that is his handle. That's what he goes by. That's his name. Go ahead and Google Turtle Boy on Facebook or just, you know, in your DuckGo or whatever website you used to choose. And you will see some very telling and narratives from his perspective of what all the information that he's been gathering. And it really paints a clear picture of, sadly, indoctrination. There's no other way. Uh, the key players are activists and there are special interest groups. And that does not belong in our schools. Now, the one thing that they are trying to put uh, those that are in favor of you know, having control of what their children hear are trying to gaslight parents into saying, well, you're not for injustices. You're not for this. You're not for that. That's not what this is saying. It is saying, and actually there was a very passionate young senior. I don't know her name. I don't know her age, nor I would, would I disclose it, but she was very passionate from her perspective of being bullied in the school regarding her sexual orientation and or her personality. That is not acceptable. So the, the big difference is they are trying to gaslight parents into saying, you have this stance because you're against transgender. You are against the stance because you're against gay people. You are uh, uh, taking a stance because you are not all inclusive. That is not what this group stands for. Um, and sadly, there is a school committee member on that is also not only on the school committee, she's also on the equity committee. And I applaud her for getting involved. I applaud, for, uh, applaud anyone for getting involved for the right reason. If you're getting involved to push in an agenda that a district is 
nowhere ready to accept that type of indoctrination and it has no place in the school system, your time limit is up. You do not belong there. First and foremost, the chain of command going from assistant superintendent to superintendent report to the school committee. The school committee is the elected body. And who do they report to? The citizens, the taxpayers, the advocates for children. So I, I hope uh, the actual chairperson did say she heard us and she heard us loud and clear uh, because we're not going away. This group is not going away. We are not a hate group, contrary to what the school committee member uh, has shared in some of her posts. She's also been very telling as to her agenda. And sadly, the way it's presented, she presents it as if she represents the entire committee. The parents are not convinced of that. We hope that the school committee is not for that agenda. But the bottom line is we don't know because some of the actual very hard questions that were asked in relation to factual information that is on the internet via uh, Facebook post, Instagram po post, Twitter post, they failed to answer. As a matter of fact, they deflected from. So that is a propaganda and a, you know, uh, uh, kind of a, a mantra that, you know, we're ready for, you know, be clear, be concise, concise, but have integrity. Someone has to speak for these children and we will not stop. They will not stop, nor should they, nor any school district should stop. Do it with respect always. Treat and talk to people the way that you choose to be received as well. But the bottom line is sometimes the questions are hard. Passions are going to come up. And I was very proud that why this group was very passionate and really did an excellent job in articulating and very factual based information. We did our homework, we did our research. Uh, yeah, there were a few hecklers in the crowd, that is to be expected, but I think uh, most people re uh, remained composed. They were very articulate and they were very passionate. And I do hope that the town uh, administrators who were also present along with the clergyman, uh, uh, Father Bob from Charlton, uh, love him to death. I appreciate him sitting by my side and you know we got to chat and catch up, but not only that, um, for him to learn. Because going to these meetings is also a way of opening up to really what's going on and being in the know. Because you have power and you become more postured when you are open to hearing opposing views, but also if you're willing to sit and get the information and absorb it. Remember we always talk about, one of the things that you have to triumph on Tuesday, on triumph Tuesday is always listening, not just hearing, but listening. Hearing the chit chatter, but making sense of it while being true to the truth and viable vitality of our future generations, my grandniece and grandnephew, whom I love to pieces. Great auntie loves you. I hope you can hear that. No, they can hear you They're in the other room and they're being, you know, it, it's so cute because obviously they know we do our podcast. They've been, they've been frequent guests of our podcast and, uh, you know, they add to the authenticity of what we do, sharing what we're passionate about, all encompassing health and wellness, mindset, community issues, state issues, country issues are all things that impact our health and wellness. And they're very much a part of that journey, watching what we do, kind of, you know, getting in their two cents in as well, adding a little spice. And that's what I love about our podcast is you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and, and that's the authenticity, too, of what we do. Um, <laughs> I've often referred to myself as the sparkler. And I've often referred to Casu as the fireworks, but you know, 
it works in a way that's magical. Um, the authenticity of us being raw, real, vulnerable to different things, but also being vocal and, you know, standing behind our beliefs on how we were brought up, which is transcended into our children's lives and to grandchildren and, you know, future generations. And oh, to add, we did get a comment regarding our podcast. Oh, I I didn't hear some of that. Did you what, hear me? What was, I and what was the okay? Comment? We we did get we did we did receive a negative comment about our podcast. So I want to share that with you because oh, awesome. we're so we, we're so postured and authentic. Uh, you know, we we hear both sides. So uh, in any event, the, one of the school committee members uh, did make a post on Facebook. Uh, regarding uh, this particular group, uh, you know, and, and, and really from her perspective felt that we were uh, bringing light to an opposing view and kind of, you know, really not postured in our beliefs and knowledgeable about what we we're talking about. She went on and on and on. Actually, it was a very, she, it was a very well-written post, but one of her friends and or comments, which was almost removed immediately because I was literally right in the middle of responding, because what I did is I responded first with my opening statement because per the school committee, they wanted, uh, because of the way that the forum was set up, there was issues with the microphones. We were only allowed three minutes. I was doing a double three minutes because I was representing John as well as myself. So I got six minutes uh, unbeknownst to them and they, they, they were accommodating. So kudos to them for doing that. But the school committee did ask specifically for my statement. And when I saw her statement, uh, right before the meeting, which I didn't see before the meeting, uh, I wanted to address it with my opening statement because it was implied uh, negative, uh, and it has nothing to do with being postured enough to handle a negative comment. That wasn't what it was. It was an assumption of a group. You think one thing, but again, you haven't done your homework to know that our passion is behind the voices that cannot be heard, which are the children. So I responded with her post with my opening statement. And I end it with, we are not a hate group because we're not. We, we, we believe that there's definitely injustices. We know, I mean, any school and any parent and any person with common sense understand there's bullying going on, you know, in certain districts, not all though. So you can't label every single district, you know, racist. You can't label every single district, district Uh, you know, not inclusive, because that isn't the case. Not all districts are the same, but be that as it is, one of her, um, you know, either whether it's a friend or someone she knows, responded to my post um, and, and agreed uh, because he, well, he reviewed the video and or was watching it live um, and said he agreed that we are not a hate group, but he also said, I watched one of your lives from your, your podcast and uh, you two should not quit your day jobs. And, you know, so, and, and then he went on to give a little, uh, uh, a, a little segment on what he thought of us. So I'm not going to go into details of that. Uh, but my response to him, and I was actually in the middle of the response, and then the comment was deleted. So I couldn't even tell you who the, who the person was. But my response would be to him, if he happens to be watching us again, uh, was we are authentically postured. You know, one of the things that people are fighting is bullying. And as an adult, if this person is an adult, I'm assuming he was, comes after a podcast with, and I basically said, 
If that's all you got, don't quit your day job. Uh, FYI, just so you know, I specifically am retired. I do this out of passion and love. Uh, I, I am a health and mindset coach and that's what I do. Uh, so no, I've already quit my day job because I worked hard all my life, just like my husband and retired. So again, before you shoot the messenger and or bullying and start trying to put me, put, put me successful at doing that, I actually actually chuckled because of of course you're going to get people that don't particularly like a podcast. Uh, no one said, we've always been authentically. Do we have professional equipment? No. We speak from the heart. We speak from passion. We speak, speak from, from many different places, but from many different mindsets from the generations that we are and what we've lived. You know, they're all big, they're all big about lived experiences. Well, this is what we do. So, yeah, thanks for telling me not to quit my day job. I already did. Uh, I think that's hysterical. But, you know, I also respect the fact that he he chose to do that in such a way like that's his right to do so so i totally respect that but i'm chuckling at the same time because the beauty of what we do or what we don't do is obviously if our podcast does not re uh, resonate with you then don't listen to it like that's why waste your time why waste your energy and that's kind of why i'm chuckling but definitely um I support and respect the fact that he commented the way he did. Like that's his God-given right. That's his right to do so. So I'm right. giving you a thumbs up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You're making me laugh. So, hey, laughing is good for the heart. Laughing is good for the soul, right? And so, and so is looking at this zombiness. But here's the thing. No, we don't have... Uh, perfect equipment. And I've seen a lot of podcasts, <laughs> which I absolutely love that have like this border around it, which I've been trying to research and to figure out how to do that. That's something that I want to do. You know, will we get equipment at some point? Oh, I think definitely so that's down the road. <laughs> but I want to add a little, since we're actually talking about equipment, uh, I want to add on that with this uh, school committee and being uh, at, at the auditorium at Shepherd Hill High School, our equipment is better than what they had, let me tell you. <laughs> they had microphones that didn't work, that were broken, and that were taped with duct tape. So even though I have this inexpensive, very full flexible microphone that can travel with me, it works. There's no duct tape and it was probably a little bit more. So they spent $5,000 on a consultant. They can't have that school, which is a beautiful school, have their audio department have decent equipment. So not everyone's got good equipment, guys. Yeah, it, like, you know, it's not like uh, a necessity that I need right now. And, you know, be that as it may, you know, great things have transpired in the heat of the moment and in the... Um, maybe awkwardness, but funniness of different conversations, people with opposing viewpoints. And we've always said that, let us know. And I'm glad that person did. Um, you know, yeah. if you have something great to say, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a different opinion, we still would love to hear from you. But remember one thing, there's only one truth. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You can't take silly putty and conform the truth like what is happening with certain things that are going on in the world today 
And there's also something that I refer to as the, what? I was gonna say, speaking of Silly Putty, do they even make it anymore? Yes, they do. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I learned something new today. <laughs> and uh, they also still make slingshots. And my slingshot for today is triumph over something that you're passionate about. Wouldn't it be great to sling something in the different direction? Metaphorically speaking, of course, I'm not saying buy a slingshot and, and you know, aim it at somebody. We are not advocating that whatsoever. No, but no, no, no. <laughs> if you have time to be passionate about something, to triumph over something, why not share it? Hey, send us a note, send us an uh, email, direct message, however you want to get a hold of us. Opposing viewpoints are not great viewpoints, wonderful viewpoints. We want to hear from you. And that's how that's how we roll. There go my Italian hands. Oh yeah. So yes, it was a great meeting, great day, uh, great to see so many passionate people. And we love locking arms with any uh you know any subject matter um but obviously you know when you're talking about the hearts and minds of children you can't help but get involved you know people have to stop being complacent and think somebody else is going to do it uh, they had a great showing last night people need to get out they need to educate themselves they need to go to the uh, board meetings of their towns. They need to go to the board meetings of their school board or their school committee, however, or however your district is run. But staying complacent, and hey, I'm not going to go tonight. Somebody else will do it. That's got to stop because it's power in numbers. One person cannot do it alone. One person cannot do it alone, but one person can start the fire. Ooh, on that note, we are sizzling over here on a Triumph Tuesday. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And I just wanna remind everybody for tomorrow, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, we will be on later in the day at 2 p.m. Uh, with our, <coughs> excuse me, our amazing guest, Dr. Paul Worrell. And can't wait to share his story. He's got some great insight. Um, and anyways, I am with two Sisters, so this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss, live from New England. Thank you so much for joining us today. If it's gloomy out, turn on some lights. Make sure you're living by the golden rule. Pay it forward because you never know who you might touch. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.